Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In this hour, this day in Oilers history, it has to do with the Oilers run back in 06. And we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Our Oilers Now headliner today is brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show. Friend of the show, Washington Capitals analyst, played over 400 games in the NHL, and he did it the old-fashioned way. He willed himself to it. Al May. Hi, Al. How you doing? Doing great, Bob. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hey, we just had Kevin Weeks on the show. He was working the Yesman broadcast last night. Uh, he taught, told a little story about Tom Wilson. And so I'm going to put it on your shoes to you. Is this become a different series, this matchup, Florida and Washington, because the Caps don't have Tom Wilson? Well, yes and no. And I, I would think injuries are a part of the playoffs. Luck is a part of the playoffs. And you know, you got to be lucky to be healthy to go a long way. But, you know, they knew after the, the first few shifts of the game that they were going to lose him, and they win the very first game of the series. And they had some lines that they used. They managed 11 forwards. Only two guys weren't mixed up, and that was Larson and Dowd in the fourth line. Every other one of the forwards was, you know, mixing and matching, and the coach did a good job. The next game, one player is out. He changes every line. And I really thought it hurt them in game two. They come back out. Uh, game three with a vengeance. Game four, you know, all of a sudden things are changed up again and you don't have that. So, you know, they can cry all they want. They can make all the, you know, the excuses they want not having Tom Wilson. But you know what? You've got all those other players. you got 20 other guys dressed every night. You know, you got your goalie and 18 skaters. That's all that matters. No one cares. No one feels sorry for you. So players have to rise up, step up. Anthony Mantha did in game one. Anthony Mantha did in game three. Bad in game two, bad in game four. Didn't really like him last night. So players have to step in and step up and play like they own the jersey if they're an irregular player. So, you know what, when it's all said and done, you look back, you can make that excuse. But I'm not one to make excuses. 
Washington has won a Stanley Cup. It took several years for it to happen with Ovechkin. You have it's it's funny what happens, right? Uh, and, and I know you're following the Oilers situation. So the people that love Jesse Pugliarvi, they're going to love Jesse Pugliarvi no matter what, even if he's had a completely inconsequential series, which is what's happened here for him. Sort of taking him out. People that didn't like the Duncan Keith trade, Duncan's had two poor games in a row. See, I told you Ken Holland's an idiot for trading for Duncan Keith. People that didn't want to bring Mike Smith back, I don't care if he has 930 save percentage. They're losing the series two games to three. I don't. I don't care if he's you know three games to two in the series. I don't care if he's you know some models have them. The Oilers should have had six more goals against, but Smith played that well. People are going to have their perspectives. People that hate the Oilers, that troll the Oilers, they're going to go after the fans. See, you guys are losers. Connor McDavid's never going to win. Their margins are tight come playoff time. Uh, and we are watching what, Al, we are watching this Oiler LA series. It's a strange series. It is. Edmonton's, you know, sitting there, Al, just look at these numbers. Third and goals for, fifth and goals against, second on the power play, second on PK, sixth in shots for, seventh in the face. Like, they're top eight and all those, you know, you look, they're plus six in goal differential and they're down on the series two, three. But that's hockey, isn't it? It happens. Absolutely. And, you know, shots are, an indica- are not an indicator of how well you're playing, nor are shot attempts. But I think how you manage the puck and, and certain areas in the game, and the right. area that L.A. is dominating the Oilers right now is in board play, something that the Oilers, you never hear people talk about all season long. So it's wingers muscling pucks out of the zone, keeping the puck on the strong side. And then between the blue lines, the Oilers haven't slowed down the Kings. The Kings look like the faster team, minus you know what McDavid and Dreisaitl bring when they're on the full-out attack. So this game and the playoffs are one in the trenches, and and it's one with how you defend. And right now, I don't see enough of that out of the Oilers at five on five, where they're taking away the middle of the ice and then they're playing from the inside out and then dominating on the boards. And people can blame whoever they want. And you know, some people are going to blame. They've got their jersey. They've got their favorite player. They're going to blame whoever they want. Did Duncan Keith look bad on the overtime goal? Yeah, but there were a multitude of mistakes made before that. There was line change that wasn't made. There was a blown tire by Evander Kane. There was a weak play at the blue line. And then Duncan Keith is put in a bad situation. It wouldn't have mattered if it was any other defenseman. They were put in a flat-footed situation. And Kempe goes in and scores a terrific goal. He's all wound up. He's a pretty awesome player this season. It's been an incredible breakout year for him. But there are plays all throughout the game that really matter. And one of the things that I think I would be critical of the Oilers right now, and it's who is their third-line center. And you look at – we know that when you look at the L.A. lineup, Andre Kopitar is an absolute stud. He's played great from start to finish in his career. He's a physical force. He's got a great offensive touch. He battles hard in the face-off circle. And then Philip Deneau, he understands 1,000% what his role is. And that's going to be a defensive type of player. And he takes great defensive plays and turns them into some key offensive moments in games. So I think just identifying your roles. And I think I said the last time I was on here, one of the things I don't like about the Oilers is the continual, and he's now, Woodcroft is now fell into the trap of Dave Tippett. You know, you load up on your top line. You play, what, McDavid and Dreisaitl about almost eight minutes in the third period. They were gassed right off the bat in overtime. But you know what? The blender, the line blender, what is your role on the team when you're continually moving guys 
between line and one four and line and three. So there are little things you can pick at, but I don't think you can blame individual players as much as you know an angry Twitter fan base wants to do if you're going after Keith and I think the media pick on somewhat pick on Poo Jabari too much and you know it's not like he was the worst player in the history of the hockey the other night he only had nine shifts in seven minutes so there are other things that that matter in the win how are your top line guys playing when they don't have the puck all right so they've gone with McDavid Drysaddle and RNH down the middle I we all love our age, but I don't think he's dominated their bottom six in this series. Um, and I think part of it is structural and process related in terms of how LA's played and managed the puck versus how Edmonton's managed the puck. They went to the whip, desperate times, I guess, call for desperate measures. Um, and I don't think uh, desperate measures. I don't think Leon's right, and I think that's affected what Edmonton can do. With the dry saddle line, which, you know, has been Hyman and Yamamoto, and then it's been McDavid with Kane and Pugliarvi a lot. And I have a feeling we might not, see, we, we might see McDavid and dry, based on Jack's lines that he tweeted out today, dry saddle McDavid and Yamamoto were together. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it is interesting. Now, Mike Smith has a 930 save percentage. Al, the Oilers are 3 and 10. Chicago playing series, Jets series last year, Jets winning three overtime games. Um, and then this series is two and three. The Oilers are three and ten in the last three years in the playoffs. The three games they've won are six, six, and eight. They haven't had a goaltender steal a game. And yet Mike Smith has a 930 save percentage in five games and apparently has stopped six more shots than he should have based on an expected goals formula for goals against. Is it goaltending in any way, shape, or form in your opinion? Well, I, I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound pretty harsh. Uh, Mike Smith looks good losing. And, you know, I've had some teammates on teams of mine that, you know, they, they, they let in the big goal uh, always. And there are other guys that played a different style of game. And I, I was uh, in the Koskinen camp somewhat. I, I know that they're, you know, Smith can, you know, get on a roll. I, I'm not a fan of goaltenders that play the puck. And that came back to bite them. Mm. And the reason I don't like it is because other teams bait you into playing the puck. And I, I saw it in Dallas for so long. I saw it with a lot with Martin Brodeur as the rules change. As other teams end up wanting them to play the puck. And eventually they get too many touches. And it's going to lead to a disaster somewhere. Wow. And I remember Marty Turco. Yeah. And, and, and this is just from my lifetime in the game and, and things that I pay attention to. And I... You know, being a Dallas resident for so long and, and seeing Marty Turco, who is an excellent goaltender, but I used to think that Marty Turco, he'd get a feel of playing the puck and then he'd want to play the puck. And he used to do these one-hand spinning backhand passes. And I go, uh-oh, the Marty party's about to explode. And sure enough, he was too active. He might throw out, go out and throw a body check or something. The name of the game, first and foremost, I don't care how well you play the puck, I care how you stop it. Uh, are you able to manage your rebounds? Are you able to get a face-off? for your team so those are i just look over the course of time goaltenders that play the puck too much it, it, it you have a tendency to, to make a blunder and it usually seems that when a goaltender makes a blunder uh his team loses all hope all confidence so i'm not saying that's happened in this series mike smith has been battled hard but i, I would have thought at some point you know koskinen gave that team when they were really struggling this year and i thought people were poking holes in him and he was getting a shot barrage, uh, high-danger chances left and right. 
and it is coming up with really solid performances. And and I've said this on your show before, you know, and this goes to the fan base, this goes to me, is that if you're looking for good, you find it. If you're looking for bad, you can find it. What it says, whatever, you're focusing, whatever you're focusing on, you will find. You can tear McDavid apart. You can tear Kopitar apart. It all depends on your perspective of how you're looking at their game. We're going to get Brendan to uh, mark that, that line. That's that's a great line. I mean, Mikko Koskinen this year, 27-12-4. In the Grant Fear School of Goaltending, that's the only number that mattered. 27-12-4. Forget about the 3.1 goals against average or the 903 save percentage. He was 27-12-4 this year. He had a hell of a record. Smith ended up going 16-9-2 and, and had the better numbers, 2.81 and 1.915. And, of course, Mike Smith went 11-0-1 with a 9.47 save percentage in his last uh, 12 games. Uh, quick hitters for you. Four game fours tonight. Here we go. Does Tampa Bay extend their series against Toronto? Oh, well, they seem to know. They don't look fast. They look slow right now. But the big thing with Tampa is they know what defensive structure, how important it is, and they kind of got a kick late in the last game. I believe that they can force another game because I still don't believe that the Leafs understand how important it is to be ready at all times. And I just think Tampa, their championship pedigree, will come out. Uh, Kucherov wasn't very good last game. I expect him to be a, a force and, and a force to reckon with tonight, shooting the puck, creating offense, and, and doing more. And Braden Point, this guy, he battles right till the very end. So I expect big games of okay. the most important players tonight. Okay, 15 seconds. Carolina and Boston. Uh, uh, Carolina, they understand how to play. They're physical. They dominate the boards. They play with speed. They take away the middle of the ice. I think they close it out. Okay, Minnesota's going to start Cam Talbot, not Marc-Andre Fleury. By the way, Smith's got considerably better numbers than Fleury in the playoffs this year. Everybody wanted the orders to trade for Marc-Andre Fleury. He didn't wave his, he was never coming to Edmonton. But uh, the St. Louis, St. Louis has had Minnie's number. What do you think? I just think that St. Louis, the longer the games and the longer the series go on, they are huge. They take away the middle of the ice. They've been there. They understand to stick to what works for them. Minnesota, not the biggest team. They depend on a lot of small speed forwards. And I think St. Louis will take away the speed game for them. And I thought it was a mistake starting Flurry to go in this series. I thought he should have been the guy they rebounded to. And he's played excellent, but I just think his team hasn't played properly. Okay, uh, Washington, Florida. Give me 30 seconds. Well, Washington, yeah, well, you know, well, Washington tomorrow night, uh, they gave the game away on a silver platter last night, all of the TJ Oshie giveaway about six, seven minutes into the second period. They had the game in lockdown. They played, when they played lockdown hockey, high dump in, five guys back, they've done well. They got overwhelmed once again in Florida by giving the puck away, the ice tilted. I believe that they force a game seven but they have to make sure all players are in. And certainly those top six that they have, the guys that have been there with all the experience, manage the puck and play to keep the Panthers under two goals or less. All right, Edmonton, NLA, do the Oilers extend tonight at Crypto.com Arena? I, I want to say yes, but I have not liked their play without the puck. So they're going to need their big boys to play way better when they don't have the puck. And everyone has to manage and keep the team. If they can play a disciplined game, I thought they got undisciplined last game. Penalty, some of the the stuff that was going on uh, with Cashin and Kane, keep that stuff to a minimum. Just play, you know, a 
don't worry about anything after the whistle. If the Oilers play discipline as a team, stay out of the penalty box, limit the high danger chances. They have to play defense to extend this series. If they just try to depend on the two big guys, I've seen Alexander Ovechkin when everyone just expects him to win the game, the team to go out losing. He's put his best foot forward. You know that McDavid and Dreisaitl will. But you have to have the other guys. The bottom six have to come up big. The six defensemen that dress tonight have to play a limited game and how they move the puck. Use the glass, high flipper space plays. Don't get yourself in a speed game because I think the L.A. Kings are way faster top to bottom on their roster. Good stuff, Al. Thanks for your time. We'll talk in the next couple of weeks. Talk to you soon, Bob. Long time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Capitals uh, analyst Alan May, it's 150 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up the show with this day in order's history when we return. Baker Street. Is that 105th Street? 1905, Dan Baker? I don't know. Or the wine room. Uh, this is uh, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Los Angeles, California, 154 in Edmonton. And we're going to go to the state new, uh, Oilers history for New West travel. This October, travel on a private WestJet charter flight to uh, Cabot Links in Nova Scotia for five days of golf at the number 10 ranked golf course on the planet. Details at newwesttravel.com. We go back to one of my favorite Oilers teams of all time, 2006. And here's Brendan Escott. Jason Smith's first goal goal of the playoffs proved to be the game winner. The Oilers clawed back from 3-1 down to beat San Jose 6-3 in Game 4 of the Western Conference semifinal. Smith had a, uh, two assists in the game, actually, so he finished with three points in front of the Northlands crowd, and that helped tie the series two games apiece. It's always funny with Jason Smith and Andrew Ference, and I, I can often tell which uh, political party somebody votes for, uh, because they come up to me, oh, Andrew Ference, and, and, and I, I like Andrew Ference, but he was a a lot better in, in, in Calgary and Boston as a player than he was in Edmonton, you know, when Andrew was the captain here. He just, they got him at 34. Like, if they gotten him at 28 to 33, would have, would have been a different player. Jason Smith was in his wheelhouse as a player when he was an Oilers captain. Most underrated captain in Oilers history. No question about it. Game 6 tonight, live at Crypto.com Arena. 6 o'clock face-off show, 8 p.m. Puck drop, Reed Wilkins, uh, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, and myself will have the face-off show tomorrow. 
Cam Moon and Brendan Escott host Oilers now. Hopefully we got a game coming up on Saturday. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers for Mid-City Construction Management will be one of the guests. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons, Jalen and I live from Ice District 3 to 6. Reminder, the watch party, Rogers Place, 5 bucks gets you in. Visit Ticketmaster, and there's everything going. It's going to be a kicker. I'll rejoin you at 6.35 live on the Faceoff Show. So long till then. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.